Well, we've heard the biblical account of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this time of the year is um, it's different, isn't it? It's different than any other time of the year. And obviously, everybody has different reasons for celebrating, different traditions, uh, different uh, emphases, different things they're thinking through. But for those of us who worship the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, this season has a uniqueness uh, that is unlike what anybody else celebrates in the world. Uh, Christmas, as you know, is not a biblical holiday. Scripture does not command us to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Uh, Frankly, it doesn't even command us to celebrate his death other than to meet weekly uh, as the early believers did and to celebrate his death through the Lord's Supper But in terms of Easter, Resurrection Day, there's no particular command. But when there is such a man as the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, you cannot help but celebrate who he is. The fact that he came and uh, took on human flesh, uh, became a man, though he was God, uh, infinite in deity, uh, divine completely, and yet put on human nature why did he do that? Well, we, all, we already heard it, but let me just remind you what the angel told Joseph. He said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then it says, now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Tomorrow morning at our 11 o'clock service, we'll study Luke chapter 1, when the angel came to Mary and uh, revealed to her that the child she was about to conceive is the son of David, and by Declaring that, he is uh, affirming and emphasizing the fact that Jesus is the King of Israel, as we've just sung. But here to Joseph, the angel reveals that Jesus is not a king necessarily, but a savior. And those are not in competition with each other, it's just a matter of emphasis. A savior of what? A savior of people. A savior from what? A savior from our sins. Our sins are what separate us from God. We have been made as human beings in the image of God, made to reflect Him, made to be like Him, made to represent Him, and most of all, made to worship Him, made to live in obedience to Him as our Creator who is good and gracious and benevolent, who provides for us everything that we need to live. And yet in our sin, because of the way in which uh, sin has cursed us from our first parents, Adam and Eve, we are enemies of God. We've uh, become hostile to God, not just in our actions, the, the things that we do, but also in the way that we think. We are hostile to God in our minds. We don't want God to uh, be over us, to be our king, to be our Lord, to be our master. We want to be our own master. And so we have lived in rebellion against him from our earliest of days as people. And because of our sin, we deserve uh, the punishment 
that is due to us. We deserve justly the wrath of God because we are his creatures made to serve him, made to worship him, a God who is good and gracious, righteous and just. And yet we've rebelled against him and any good judge would always come down justly on those who violate the law. And so we are lawbreakers and not just lawbreakers, but those who would, if we could, turn our attention toward God and kill him just like we did when Jesus came. That is our nature, and so we deserve the punishment. And that punishment that we deserve, Scripture says, is death. Eternal separation from God, uh, receiving upon us the justice and the penalty that sin requires forever. There's nothing we could do to overcome that penalty. There's no deeds we could mount up to uh, balance out the scales, as it were. Because once you're a violator of the law, you are always a violator of the law. That cannot be undone. And so we are deserving of his wrath now and forever. Without any way to save ourselves, without any way to make ourselves um, receivable before the Lord, acceptable to him, righteous in his sight. And so, knowing that that was the situation, God himself sent his son to live the life that we could not live. Jesus was born as a baby. He couldn't just come down as an adult. He had to live a full life, demonstrating a life that is lived in worship, in subjection, in obedience to the Father. And so Jesus lived that life. He lived a sinless life as God, and yet also as truly man. He was unjustly put to death on the cross. He was hated, betrayed, rejected, murdered, and yet three days later, he rose from the grave. In his death, he took the place of all those who would believe, so that we who were sinners could be made righteous, not because of our own deeds, but because of what Christ has done. And the Father says that anyone who would look to the Son, who would place their faith on Him and acknowledge Him as the only way to be right before a holy God, anyone who would believe on Christ would receive the righteousness of Christ, that God would count the righteousness of Christ to our account. That's the only way to get out of the penalty that we deserve, to acknowledge that Jesus himself took that penalty, that he lived the righteous life and he died the death that we deserve. After 40 days of his living on this earth as a resurrected Lord, Jesus ascended into heaven. And as he was ascending, there was a promise that he would one day come back. And when he comes back, He will come back not as a baby. He will come back as a king. And he will conquer all of those who have lived in opposition to him. Those who are there at that time, alive, and those who have died since then. He will judge all who have been opposed to him. I don't know where all of you are at here tonight. Many of you are, of course, part of our church family, but some of you maybe visiting with us. Uh, Some of you who are part of our church family, maybe you're uh, children of our members. You need to consider 
how will Christ find you when he returns? Will he find you as one who is believing in him? If he came tonight, if he came tomorrow, would he find you believing in him? Or would he find you still rejecting him? Thinking, oh, I can, I can think about that later. Or even worse, I don't need to think about that. I would just plead with you this Christmas season, today, Christmas Eve, tomorrow, Christmas Day, that this be the first Christmas where you are actually in truth celebrating the birth of the one who came to rescue us from our sins. So that when he comes again, he doesn't come in judgment toward you. He comes uh, in celebration with you of his victory and of his new kingdom, which he will establish. So whatever is going on tonight in your home, whatever is going on tomorrow, I would urge you, believer or unbeliever, to acknowledge Jesus Christ. Born in the flesh, lived a, res- uh, a, a righteous life, resurrected from the dead, and now dwelling in heaven, waiting until the Father sends him to establish his kingdom on the earth. Know that that is the true celebration of Christmas. It's the, the true meaning of Christmas is not us giving gifts to each other. It's not a spirit of giving in general. It is the fact that the Father gave His Son so that anyone who would believe in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray as we close. Our Father, we thank You for this precious gift, this infinite gift that we do not deserve. And yet because of the kind of God that You are, You are a saving God who is also just. And you must punish sin. And so you sent your son so that you could punish him on behalf of all those whom you would save. Lord, would there not be in this room anyone who would be rejecting Christ, who would be apathetic toward Christ, who would be disinterested or even hostile to Christ? But would you turn their hearts toward you? Would you bring them to repentance and acknowledging that they are a sinner? That they need to be rescued from their sin and from the due penalty that is due to them? And would you save them? So that from here throughout the rest of their life, they would be able to mark this day as that time when you rescued them from their sin. Lord, in our hearts this weekend, this week, Would we worship you in the midst of the traditions, in the midst of the gatherings, the activities that we do? Let us be true worshipers, those who worship in spirit and in truth, so that you would be glorified in all things. We ask these things in the name of Christ and for his sake. Amen. Well, I would invite you again tomorrow to our 11 o'clock service. It will be a normal service in in, in all the significant ways that that we uh, worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, I need to tell you that uh, I believe out that lobby, I'm not sure about that one, uh, there are some treats that the hospitality ministry have made, uh, which you are invited to take with you uh, to to, uh, uh, enjoy as part of your celebrations for Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.